Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. Hi, it's Allison. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to bring you another guest and friend and expert for parents out there in my community. Today, you're going to be meeting Alana McGinn. Since 2007, she has been a sleep expert and has worked diligently to establish Good Night Sleep Site as the number one sleep resource for families. She and her team of sleep consultants are all about helping families from babies to adults and also, importantly, team members at corporations to overcome their sleep challenges and be well-rested in the morning. You can follow Alana's expert advice as the leading sleep expert on CityLine, Breakfast Television, and you can find her sharing her sleep insights on such national publications as Forbes, McLean's, Prevention Magazine, Today's Parent, and I'm sure many others that she's not listing here because she's humble. You can find out more about Alana and get incredible resources and online courses and support through her amazing website, goodnightsleepsite.com. I'm obviously going to put all that up in the, the show notes, but thank you for being with me, Alana. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> Good to chew the fat on like the, the intersection of our two favorite things. Well, if it was a Venn diagram, there might also be like wine and brunch included, but sleep and yeah. parenting, you know, this is our sweet spot. I love it. Well, for sure. And I mean, for however long I've been doing it, I have always been in awe of you because, you know, your advice, I'm always just nodding my head. Yes. <laughs> yes. Agreed. So I'm Kindred excited spirits. to have this conversation for sure. Kindred spirits. So for people that are um, uh, new to this conversation, let's just start with, I think, what I think an important question that every listener should just really get some content on. Why is sleep so important? Why is this a passion topic for you? 
So, I mean, listen, I started, you know, if you would have told me 15, 16 years ago that I would be, you know, uh, running a business based on sleep and coaching families to sleep better, I would be like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean people don't sleep well? You know, until I had um, my first child, because we primarily we work with families and parents and sleep training. Um, you know, you just you don't understand the importance of sleep to your overall health and well-being. You don't understand the hit your sleep is going to take when you become a first-time parent, um, and that's what happened. You know, and 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 in those days, you know, my industry is a very it is still a relatively new industry. It's a very fast-growing industry, but it is a very new industry. And when I had my daughter, you know, fourteen, almost fifteen years ago now, um, this industry wasn't really around. So it was in learning from her and learning, starting off with learning friends and then getting certified myself and then starting good night sleep site. I realized how important sleep was, um, to just our overall, you know, it is one of the three pillars of health, right? When we talk about nutrition, we talk about exercise, we talk about sleep. Um, I think now in the past, probably five years or so, I, I feel like sleep is finally starting to gain the same kind of value and importance that the other two pillars do, which is important. The other two pillars are very important as well, of course. Um, but we started with kids and we started with babies and then it was adults that were coming to us and saying, you know, my kids sleep well, but I sleep horribly or grandparents, you know, our, our grandkids sleep well, but we're not sleeping well. So then I took my studies and my education further, um, and realized how sleep affects us as adults and as parents and just as individuals. So, um, it's important that we're getting healthy sleep for sure. Yeah. And, and, to your, and so how great for you to um, be growing your business just as society uh, and, and I would say and also research, right? Like, you know, yeah. Time magazine doing a whole insert on sleeping, the importance of sleep and why we sleep and the fact that doctors even ask that at a, at a uh, annual checkup now. It's like this is we, we really thought sleep in the past, I think, had a reputation of kind of like the the downtime, the lazy time. Why do you need to sleep? You know, a tougher person would work harder. It, it was almost like you got credit for not having much sleep. Like you were, you were, oh, I'm so invested in my job. And I, you know, I only need four hours sleep because I'm a workaholic. And now we're realizing like, oh man, you might as well be, you know, smoking. I mean, really, like when you talk about the detrimental impacts of lack of sleep, yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I say we have to stop wearing that, um, you know, sleep deprivation as that badge of honor, just as you said, right? We we tend to kind of put it low on on the list of things that we need to do and work on. And I think primarily it started, be, or it, it was because, you know, again, when we look at exercise, when we look at nutrition, again, those are, there's so many things that help our overall health and well-being, like connection. And I mean, we can talk for hours just about that. But if we're looking at the three main things in my opinion. Um, you know, we know when we're not working out, we know when we're not getting, we're no, we're not getting exercise. We know when we're not moving our bodies because we're not doing it right. We know when we're not making healthy nutritional choices. We can see the foods that we're putting in our mouths, but for sleep, we sleep. So unless you're suffering from something like chronic insomnia, where you're simply not sleeping, even those who are struggling with sleep still do sleep at night. So is it that, but they don't realize that they're not getting maybe the right quality of sleep. And that's what I think is gaining more um, research and importance on is, is not just the quantity, those seven to eight hours that we keep hearing we're supposed to be getting, um, but the quality of sleep that we're getting. So even though you're sleeping, you might not necessarily understand what your personal sleep needs are. So that's what is now getting gaining more attention and research and still so much research being done today on what 
actually happens when our bodies are sleeping, which is, it's fascinating stuff. For me, I'm a bit of a sleep geek, obviously, but um, it's all fascinating stuff. Okay. Well, I'm a sleep geek too. And so maybe just for those parents that might be a bit, that might be wanting to geek along with us, like just, just give, give a couple, throw, throw, throw some out. Like I know some of the big ones that I do to more like to, it's like a marketing pitch for me. I just want to hook parents into like why, why sleep hygiene should be higher in their priority. Cause I know the importance of, uh, of it. So what are your, give me some of your, your top ones that are, that maybe people don't know. Yeah. I mean, let's look at cognitive abilities. You know, when we look at when we're dealing with our kids who are developing at fast rates, you know, week to week, day to day, especially at a younger age, um, just what they're learning and what they're able to to um, to process and their memory, even us as adults. I mean, we know what we feel like when we haven't had a good night of sleep. We're feeling foggy. We're feeling groggy. So, um, you know, while we're sleeping, our body's able to repair itself. It's able to restore energy that's been depleted. It's able to, if you think of your brain as that sponge, whether you're a child or an adult, you know, we're able to cement in all that information. You know, we're, when we go back to how people um, thought, you know, oh, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead and I don't need to sleep. You know, when we were in school and in college and universities, we're cramming all night, staying up all night, trying to cram for that exam you have the next day when the best thing you can actually do is do your studying and go to sleep because that's when your brain is, you know, cementing in all that amazing information. Also preparing your brain as that healthy sponge to learn the next day. So we just look at cognitive abilities, you know, sleep is, is so important for that. But then we look at motor skills with our kids. They're learning how to crawl, how to walk, how to ride a bike, how to drive a car. Um, you know, we see so many unfortunate workplace accidents for with sleep deprived individuals that aren't getting that healthy sleep. Immune, I mean, I let's just look at the past three years. You know, the best medicine I always say is, is healthy sleep. So really focusing on a strong immune system as our kids are going to school, as you know, the world is kind of, well, re-entry's already happened, but you know, as we're re-entering this world, it's so important to have that healthy immune system. So, um, and then our mood. I mean, I know what my kids are like when they haven't had a good night's sleep. I know what I'm like when I haven't had a good night's sleep. We're not pleasant to be around, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> what, so when, uh, uh, because you've been doing this for 16 years and we're just coming out of this like weird thing called the pandemic that really threw everybody's systems into disarray. Are you seeing changes in, in trends? You mentioned the trend that we're actually talking about sleep now for the first time. Did you see anything in your own practice and, and dealing for, you know, kind of being on the ground, working directly with families? Did you see different issues come up, different sleep challenges that you hadn't seen in the past? For sure. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say, you know, if we're, if we're solely focusing on adults right now, I mean, and kids too, but our sleep definitely took a hit over the past few years for, I would say two of the main reasons, one, stress and anxiety, of course, you know, our stress was at an all-time high, worries, anxieties were at a all-time high for different reasons, the pandemic itself, financial, uh, health, all of those things, right? Um, but the one that I didn't see coming until we were in it was also because so many of us were working more from home. Um, a sleep environment is so important, whether it be for our kids, whether it be for our adults, and really maintaining a strong association between sleep and your bed and your bedroom. So really, in our bedroom, we should only really be sleeping or having sex, right? But what was happening was because our, our bedrooms were becoming, we were spending so much more time in our homes, our bedroom was becoming our home office. It was becoming our kids' classroom. It was becoming 
the room in which we did everything but sleep, we were weakening those associations. And when you're working from home, especially for those who weren't used to working from home, I've worked from home for years. So I've been able to set boundaries and, you know, I can punch out my, my time clock because I, I, but it took time for me to do that. Especially when you're running your own business, you never really turn off as I'm sure, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people who were just kind of entering that world, it was hard for them to turn off. You know, we are working late at night, working in our bed. Um, and because of that, their sleep took a hit. So that was something that, of course, when I was in it, it made perfect sense, but didn't really see that happening until we were in it. How about for the, how about for the kid, for, for the, uh, the b- babies and students, did you, was there uh, d- did kids also have those repercussions? Well, with the kids, especially with the the tweens and teens, we definitely saw a shift in routine, right? So it's a lot more sleeping in, especially with the online school, um, a lot more sleeping in. I know parents are really coming to me concerned with that. You know, how do I get my kids up in the, you know, up in the morning and, you know, they're going to bed super late. I have to say, I mean, I have, you know, I have three kids. We're in the tween and teen years as well. I was a little bit more lax with that because I do think there is a shift, um, you know, biologically with that age group anyways, where they tend to go to bed later, their melatonin releases later at night, they need that morning of sleeping in. So that age group actually did better during the pandemic when they were home doing online school because they were able to finally function uh, with a routine that their body agreed with because they have to get up so early for school, right? High school starts so early in the morning. Um, and then there's extra school activities or extracurricular activities. There's work, there's projects and homeworks and they're staying up super late. So in a normal routine, they're not getting enough sleep that they need. But in the, with the pandemic routine, they finally were getting it. So that is one age group that really thrived. With our younger kids, our toddlers, our preschoolers, our elementary, I mean, listen, there was the battles with online, you know, my heart always went out to those parents. I'm sure you understood. Like, I can't imagine what it was like trying to keep a kindergarten or grade one or two focused on online school. Um, you know, and, and again, their routine was off too, right? Routines were a little bit more lax. Bedtimes were probably a little bit later. There was more sleeping in. So we saw some sleep struggles with that as well, for sure. Yeah. So here we are. I always think about the the summer as being the time where you can oh, come on, let's lean into the evening and do our s'mores and look at the stars. And, you know, we'll we'll get back to the school Monday to Friday, nine to five in the classroom kind of lifestyle. Uh, but it's coming. Like by the time this podcast airs, parents are very much going to be into the back to school thing, which to me means, yeah, so we've been off our routine. Now we need to get back onto our routine. So if you were to give advice about like, what's a good sleep routine First of all, like what, like what, what are some good skills that parents should be trying to instill in their family routines of kids of different ages? And then the second part of that question is when we haven't adhered to that, whether that's summer, summer holidays, or we've just not tackled it because life has been challenging us in other ways. And we want to now bring about change in our family. How do we go about making the shift? If, and, I, and I realize that's rich topic. So I, I yeah. double it big, two big questions. Well, I mean, I always start with the two C's is consistency um, and conversation. So start with a consistent routine. So yes, listen, summer is the time. I mean, it happens in my house too, right? Bedtimes kind of get a bit lax and, and we sleep in a little bit more in the morning. It, it completely happens. But I would say within two weeks prior to school starting is when you want to start setting in that consistent routine. So starting with those consistent bedtimes for all ages. 
Um, you know, I, I always treat September more of the start of a new year than January. I always kind of look at it as that too. Do you oh, do that as well? Oh, oh my gosh. And I, so I always thought that's because my mother was a teacher and I was always a student. But but I, I the more I talk to people, yeah. I, I, I think that's just a, like a very common culturally embedded thing. It's this, the second so New Year's. We get two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this is the time to kind of brush off your routine and, and get back on track with that. So for all ages, at least two weeks. I know people hate, I mean, listen, I started talking about back to school in July. I was just talking about it two weeks ago on social media and it was like not even mid-July because, you know, we have to start thinking about these things, especially if you're a family where a routine has completely been off track. So start with that consistent routine, routine, but then conversation, you know, I've learned this from you, the family meeting, you know, family sleep meetings, sitting down and talking about, and you can start this as young as not necessarily the meeting format, but starting to open the conversation about why sleep is so important as young as two years old, you know, not just you have to go to bed at this time, or you have to go to bed, but why do we have to go to bed? Why is sleep important? How do you feel when you've had a good night of sleep? How do you feel when you haven't had a good night of sleep? How does mom and dad, mom or dad feel when they've had a great night of sleep? Or, um, or you know, your pet Ziggy, Ziggy's my dog, that's why I'm saying that, you know, how does he feel when he's had a good night's sleep? You know, bring it down to a relatable level to where your child can kind of understand and correlate that. Um, but start the conversation about healthy sleep with our older kids, with our tweens, with our teens, um, you know, starting the importance of if you haven't started those conversations, start those conversations now. Um, you know, this is also when we're getting into driving and things like that, why it's so important to not be sleep deprived and to have healthy sleep so that they understand it. And in doing so, you're helping them build a healthier relationship between sleep and themselves. So starting with the conversations earlier this is why we have to start going to bed at this time. This is why we have to start focusing on, on sleep health because, you know, you're going back to school and you're going to want to be well rested and all of those things. Um, but then environment too, if, you know, the bedrooms become, um, you know, your kid's play area or, you know, your kid's video game area, like what changes do you need to make? Um, don't make it the night before school starts. Make it a few weeks prior to. So just prepare. Prep, I, and, and that conversation, to your point, whether it's about, you know, healthy eating versus because I say so, right? Like you're, it's education. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's educational. It's the stakeholders having an opportunity to be in that conversation. So it's not like just some random authority figure is trying to push me around and control me. Like it's uh, that winning cooperation versus, you know, pushing kids around. And it matters. It, those little small yeah. things really, really matter. Um, and, and, you know, lead by example, you know, when you're having that, that family sleep meeting, what are family goals that we can work on together? So, you know, if, if, if tech is one of them where you're telling them to remove tech from the bedroom, but then they're seeing you bring tech into the bedroom, you know, maybe that's something you need to work on as a family where you all remove it together. And what, what, what are some goals that we can work on together as a family, rather than exactly what you said, me just telling you to do something. So again, I just, what I love about that, Alana, is it's t- like, um, you know, Alfred Adler, cause you know, this is my Lyrian podcast. He was, he was very he was sort of one of the first people to, to talk about, um, public health issues. And so, you know, people kind of understand that concept, but your family is a collective. It's the first collective that your children will ever live in. And they learn the rules of life from that first collective. And when you approach good health, whether that's, let's all eat better as a family, let's all use tech more diligently as a family, let's all get good sleep habits as a family. 
that it's looking at holistically and um, systemically. And I, I love that. That's like, let's change the culture of our family to have some good values behind it. And then you insert whatever it is, nutrition, health, sleep, exercise, yeah. tech, you know, I love all of that. I know people out there are, are that have got young kids are like, you know, just I, I got a newborn. I got a three month old. I know I got to buckle down. I got to do this sleep training thing. I'm sure that my, and you said that sort of like was the beginning of your your, your, your business was your first child getting, getting them to sleep. And I mean, I remember crying, crying and I would put the timer on the microwave. I'm sure this is not in any of your training programs. Um, (laughs) but, but I, I would put the timer on the microwave and do the dishes because the water from the sink would kind of cover up their crying and the timer on the microwave would clock down so I could go see it's less tonight than yesterday. I mean, oh my gosh. I, and so I'm, I, I remember how emotional it was, uh, and I, uh, I, I I don't mean to belittle anybody's struggle through it, but I know that they must. People come for sleep training consultations and need the the service of not just you, but the team that you have trained, and you're now across borders and helping so many so many different locations. It is a it's a desperate situation for a parent who's got a kid, an infant that's, that's not sleeping. Cause it can be, it can be all night for the infant. And the parent is just, you can fall into postpartum depression. You, you can become psychotic. I mean, it's like, it's a serious thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we're working with, you know, I'm going to say primarily, you know, moms, um, you know, when we're dealing with, we, we typically don't start working with, um, babies until they're at least four to four and a half months of age. So anywhere between four to six months of age is when we start. Um, but to hear the difference in their voice from beginning to end, um, from the start of, of our program to the end, I mean, it's, it's, it's such, um, it sounds so cheesy to say, but it, it is truly such a satisfying job. Um, just to know the changes that you're making, because I, I was there too. I mean, you know, my first and then my second were twins. So it was surround sound, you know, when, when I was sleep training them and, um, it's tough. It is hard when you are that parent. And I remember my, my husband walking in the the door with my first and, you know, my, same as you, like my hair is just out to here. I can't even remember the last day I showered and I'm just like, I can't do this. She was, I think three months old, maybe two and a half, three months old. I can't do this anymore. Like we need to make some changes. So, um, so we very much, and you know, all of our consultants are our parents and, and mothers, and we very much understand what our families are going through. Um, uh, it can be tough, but it's the support of the programs that are the most important. You know, the plan I always say is 10%. As you know, right, you can, here's the steps here. And there's some families that can do it on their own, but it's the support. It's the guidance through the two weeks of asking the questions. Alana, is this how I'm, you know, what happens when this happens? You know, this happened, is this okay? What do we do if this happens? And the accountability and the consistency, I can't say consistency enough. So that is 90% of it is, is the support because some families need it. You know, not, we're not, we don't always have villages, right? So we're their, their sleep village. Oh, so, so, so true. Uh, and, and confidence, you know, co- yes. you're working with an expert. So it's like, uh, you know, the last thing I want to do is do something that I might jeopardize something that might hurt my child. Please tell me that this is okay. Have you seen a difference in like in the, in the population or the things that they struggle with in infant training? Are we, are do you, I mean, I've just noticed that I, I find that, uh, there is a, there's a bigger, uh, hesitancy to be able to handle less confidence on the part of mothers and um, a, a more a, a bigger fear factor in um, 
a child that's dysregulated, it becomes very hard for parents to see dysregulated children. You know, you, you said something to me when I, when we met, um, when we were doing those interviews before you said something to me that really hit home where you said, you know, um, you don't want to add to the noise of on social media. You're like, you're like, sometimes you feel like you're adding to that noise that can be detrimental a little bit. And I feel the exact same way. I feel that because you know, like I said before, this is such a newer industry, but a, such a fast growing industry. There's so much access to so much information. And I think for a parent, and I know that I contribute to that information, right? And there's times where I, I feel bad about that because I know how overwhelming it can be for families. They're taking it all in. They're reading stuff from, you know, um, from consultants like myself. They're hearing it from their mothers and their mother-in-laws and their friends. And there's that what do I do? Which way do I choose? Because when we're talking about sleep training, often we're talking about, often the first thing we think about, which I'm sure you know, is the method, right? I don't want to do cry it out. I don't want to have my child cry. That is too hard for me to handle. But there's so much more involved. And this, I know I didn't know this when I was first sleep training my child, is there's so much more involved than just choosing the method itself. Um, so, you know, you have to find the philosophy that works best for you and your parenting style, and then either do it yourself, you know, take it on yourself, um, or find a, a, an individual that can help you. So when you're working with a family and you're training your trainers, then maybe can you give us just like a little bit of a high level interview of what somebody would expect if they were like, look, I'm having sleep challenges with my child. Um, I want to, I want to get your services. Would you go through like assessing the things that they're concerned about and the different parent, the, the different approaches? Like what, what is the, Again, without giving away the magic of your secret sauce, giving me the 27 herbs and spices that are in that Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> I would if I could. Um, Just so, a yeah. high level overview of what somebody could expect if they're going to retain services around this. Yeah, listen, I think it's so important that you make sure that you have a connection with a sleep consultant that you are going to use if you are taking that step in, in hiring something, someone. Again, there's and there's different training too. You know, it's, it's unfortunate where we're not a board-regulated industry yet. I think it's coming, not yet. Um, so it's really important to make sure that they are properly certified with a, um, you know, a reputable certification company. We are from the Family Sleep Institute. This is a company that really started the sleep training industry. They've been around four years um, and one that is quite reputable. So having that conversation. So we start with discovery calls where we're connecting with the family. We're making sure that um, we are able to provide the support and the service that matches the parenting philosophy and that the parents are comfortable using. Um, we have a, a, an intake form that they're filling out. So prior to or after having that conversation, we're getting even more information from that intake form. Um, and then we have a consultation where we're going through the entire plan and creating the plan together, customized for that family and their sleep issues with their child and age of child. Um, and then, like I said, so the support is the, is the main thing. So it's supporting them for throughout the two weeks. Um, through we have an online log that we are checking and following throughout the day and at night and the evenings, um, providing support follow up calls and additional support thereafter. You know, it's it's amazing because we work with families from say four months of age to six years old, and not to say because a child's never sleeping well, but you know, children go through different sleep milestones as they grow up, right? So they could be rock star sleepers, but then. They're changing, they're dropping naps, they're changing from cribs to bed, they're starting, you know, kindergarten, they're starting daycare, they're doing all of these things. And it's just, it's so amazing to 
to go along that journey with families and you really truly get to know families. We've become friends with a lot of our clients. So it's, it's really awesome. If somebody comes for adult sleep problem, though, you you still that's that's like totally bona fide for you to like just take on a parent who says I you know whatever I'm worrying too much I'm anxious I can't I, you know I'm waking up tired I can't be a good parent because I'm uh, I have trouble either falling asleep or I get up you do do full adult stuff too right we do we don't do the because adult sleep is is a lot different than you know baby or children's sleep when you're dealing with adults it's it could be due to many different reasons why an adult isn't sleeping with children you can kind of have a good idea of what sleep plan you have to put together you know a lot of it's routine based and association based and things like that um with adults it could be medical it could be stress and anxiety it could be nutritional like there could be so many different factors so we don't do a one-on-one with adults um, I do a lot of webinars, a lot of corporate talks with adults. Uh, we do have a, um, a do it at your own pace program for adults that they can purchase online and do that themselves. Um, but primarily I'm working with adults more through this kind of scenario, through, uh, through webinars, through masterclasses. Um, like I said, a lot of corporations hire me as well. Um, but I deal more with the adult division and then my team works more with the, with the kids. So let me ask you this surefire round. I mean, we know this industry is exploding and I, and I love it because it means that we do have exciting new products that are going to help us sleep. Like my kids swear by their, their masks, like dark at night for sleep hygiene. I've got blackout curtains in my room. I didn't realize the importance of a cold room until my, my heater broke in my house and my house dropped to like plummeted to a cold. I was like, wow, I've never slept better in my life. Maybe there's <laughs> maybe there's something to this whole rumor. Um, but there's also things on, oh, and I have a weighted blanket. Oh yeah. I'm, you know, I got my Fitbit. I'm doing my sleep. I sport. love it. I mean, oh, I could shop for sleep. Let me tell you, I am the gal. I am the gadget gal. I could go there. So is there things where you would say, absolutely sound machine, get one best thing ever. And are there other things where you're like, oh, you know, I don't know. Everyone's jumping in on this game. I don't know if that party's worth it. Like, you know, any, any best must haves and any avoid kind of insider tips? Yeah. So, I mean, for kids and adults, really sound machines can be great. Um, They can work really well at kind of drowning out any kind of external environment um, or, or help kind of lull them, especially with our kids when we're working with our younger babies, toddlers, when we're working on consolidating out naps, it can help kind of um, consolidate that sleep and get them into that next cycle of sleep. I know many adults, if they need that sound, they need, it doesn't have to be a white noise. It could be uh, rainfall, waterfall, any kind of consistent sound can work really well. But then I also know that there are adults who need complete silence. I am that person. I can't have any sound. So this is where earplugs come in. So always say like focus on your five senses. So for sound, do you need the sound or do you need the earplugs? Um, eye masks can work great for sight, you know, darkening up the room really is a tool that, that works, right? This is what's going to release our natural melatonin. You know, melatonin is a topic that is all, that's the number one question I'm probably asked is, is it okay for me to take melatonin? Um, we all have natural, it's a natural hormone that we all possess. You know, it's very rare to be deficient in melatonin. So if you are looking to properly regulate your melatonin and release your melatonin, focus on external factors like the light, the dark of the day, darkening up the room as best you can at bedtime, lightening up the room, uh, you know, immersing yourself in that natural light in the morning time to help build that drive and help balance out your, your sleep wake cycles. Um, weighted blankets are amazing. That is one product that I will recommend for those. It's not to say they work for everybody. 
Um, but for those who are looking to release some serotonin to, you know, reduce their anxiety and their, um, and their stresses, weighted blankets, both for kids and for adults can be an amazing sleep tool. That is one that I will, weighted blankets and blackout blinds will be two that I'll always get behind. Um, there aren't really any no's that I can think of offhand. Um, in terms of the trackers, the Apple watches, the Fitbits, monitoring your sleep, um, I don't think that they're there yet. Um, I think there's pros and cons to those. I think that those um, devices have helped us focus more on our health sleep, 100%. Starting those conversations, you're you're looking at it, you're monitoring, you're checking it, you're asking your friends, you're, you know what I mean? So for that, I think it's great. But on the flip side, I think it can also backfire. I think it, it can also make someone who hyper-focus on their sleep loss, which can amplify any stress or anxiety that they're already feeling, right? So be careful with that. It can be a slippery slope for sure. Um, but always focus on your environment. You know, what works best for you? In terms of product, I always say customize your side of the bed to what suits you, what suits your sleep needs best. So in terms of bedding, mattress, pillow. I'm always asked, what's the best bedding? What's the best mattress? What's the best pillow? I can't just say one kind because it's such a customized thing, right? So. Oh yeah. On- like, oh, oh, that yeah, I'm it's so true. Like the, the pillows, I, there's many hotels where I will rather go to the bathroom and grab the towel to sleep with yeah. than the pillow that is six inches thick. And I, my neck is crooked. I'm like, I'm yeah. never going to, I can't, I, I, you know, I, I do the, uh, I do the, um, what do you call that with the, the, the jackknife position with the one knee up and I have yeah. to hug the pillow around me like I'm whatever. It's like exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> exact same thing. But you know what I have to say? Hotels are, and I love seeing this. I would say in the past, again, five years or so, more and more hotels are putting more focus on sleep health as well for their the people who stay at their hotels. So you, there's actually a lot of them will have like sleep menus where you can choose different pillows, different beddings. Um, you can ask ahead of time, what pillows do you use? What bedding do you use? What Even what mattress do you use? Like more and more hotels are really starting to understand um, the importance of that so that they're, they're, um, you know, the people who stay at their, their hotels get the best sleep. So, um, you know, again, even whether you're sharing a bed or not, if you're sharing a bed with someone, you don't have to have the same blanket because you might have different sleep needs. I might be, you know, more of a night sweater. You might be more of a cold sleeper. So maybe I need more wicking, uh, fabrics, more, uh, breathable fabrics, you know, lighter blankets, whereas you might need flannels. You might need that big, you know, duvet and I can't do that summer. So, um, focus on your own sleep needs. Aromatherapy can be great. Um, you know, always create that kind of night, I would say your, your sleep toolkit, eye masks, um, earplugs, aromatherapy, what works for you, you know? So how do you handle conflict when one parent, you, you said, oh, I, I, you know, I don't need the duvet or the weighted blanket, but what, how do you handle it when one parent says, I want the kid in the bed and the other one says, uh, no, I'm not. So then you end up with the one parent either unhappy, not getting a good night's sleep, or you've got the 200 pound, six foot two man sleeping in the princess Barbie bed in the kid's room because the kid's <laughs> basically taken his side of the bed or it could be a woman, but I'm just saying you, you must see conflict in, in sleep decisions like that. Oh yeah. I, we always joke that, you know, we, we also, um, you know, our, our second gig are, are marriage counselors. <laughs> for right, sure. Right. Um, Cause yeah, listen, it can cause problems and then, you know, added sleep loss and sleep deprivation. And we know what that does for, for mood and patients. Um, you know, it, it can, it can be a, a it can be a double-edged sword for sure. So this is where 
and again, I, I don't want to be here promoting our services, but this is where speaking to someone like ourselves, whether it's Goodnight Sleep Center or another company can, can be handy. Cause I know that sometimes if a partner needs to hear from somebody else, not from their partner on why we need to take those steps, you know, you could tell your partner that the sky is blue, but if I tell you it's green, they'll believe it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, having those conversations together and really working on it as a team is so important because as we said earlier, listen, sleep training is hard. It's a hard process. Um, so if you are also going through that process, but then not having the support of your partner as well, it, you're not going to be successful. Like it's just, it's just not going to happen. So you have to, if you're choosing to make that decision of making those changes, it has to be together. And listen, if it's not together and one partner is really opposed to it, well, then I always say, listen, that's the partner who's up with the kid. If you want to sleep and your other partner's like, no, I'm good with the multiple night feeds and I'm good with, you know, crawling into the crib, then you can feed and you can crawl into the crib. That's yeah. kind of where I stand. Yeah. I, you know, I'm with, I'm with you on that, Alana, in that I, I, I try to tell parents, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's not my job to tell you what to do. I don't have a directive therapy that way, help people reach their goals. Um, and I can, you know, give them some education about, you know, why I have a perspective or whatever, but mostly I'm about cooperation. How can we all get yeah. along? And so how can a baby yeah. sleep and get fed? And how can a, how can one per person in the coupleship uh, get the night's sleep? And like, you know, it's, it's even, oh my gosh, you see with, with even twins where they're in the same bedroom and one wants the dark and one wants the nightlight. It's yeah. It, we all have to get along. That's why totally. at the end of the day, let's solve the problem. How are we all going to get along? And I think when we get behind that as a problems that need solutions in, instead of right and wrong, yeah. I, I think that, I think that keeps us, that keeps us on the right track and it, you know, it, yeah. yeah. My, you know, my goal when working with families is, you know, when people call me a sleep expert, I like cringe a little bit because like is anyone really an expert in anything but my goal is that I make the parents the expert you know I don't want to just tell them what to do you know we educate and teach our families so that the steps that they're taking they are understanding why we are taking that step so that if at the end of the two weeks things aren't perfect yet because that could happen they have the confidence you had said that word before they have the confidence and the know-how to continue forward more because now they're their kids sleep experts so that's always our goal when we're going into working with families is I don't want, I don't want to, pull, as I know you're probably the same way, I do not want to pull anyone through the process because there's nothing harder than that for both parties, right? So, you know, we, we have to take the steps that families are comfortable taking, but also that they understand why we're taking them so that they can be like, I want them to be their kid's own expert. So yeah. So absolutely true. Well, listen, let me give you the last uh, last minute here to say, is there anything that um, I've omitted and that you really feel is super important at this time for, for messaging for parents to, to know? And, and then we'll let you do a a well-earned pitch for you. You're saying, oh, I don't want to just promote my product. I'm like, yes, I know, you I feel like do. That's all I'm done. Are you, no, are you kidding me? You, you're offering incredible service for parents. So please, I'm trying to, I'm trying to amplify what you're doing. So people have this good information. Don't, don't, uh, don't dismiss it. So, but anyways, anything, but I, anything that is just burning that you're like, oh, it wouldn't be the right interview if I didn't share this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, let me, let me leave off with some good tangible tips that all parents can take, especially this time of year, we're going back to school. We're going, what we call back at it for those who aren't going back to school. Like we said, September is like the start of a new year. So, 
focusing on routine, bringing back that bedtime routine for all ages. Again, you can start a little bit earlier. There was a study actually that just came out for kindergartens, for anyone who's listening who has kindergartners, um, that said kindergartens who are getting 10 plus or 10 hours or more of sleep per night um, transition better into their school year, but also throughout their school year as well. But even getting that sleep before the first day of school. So starting as early as you can in terms of routine, in terms of making sure you're getting the right quantity of sleep and focusing on that slowdown hour, you know, take an hour, take, break it up into three 20 minute increments. The first 20 minutes, prepare for the next day, pack those lunches, you know, write out that to-do list, pick out the outfits, all of those things. The next 20 minutes, you know, it's the brushing teeth, it's the going to the bathroom, it's the, you know, for us, it's it's all the, the creams and the, everything that we put, putting on our face. The last 20 minutes is whatever calming activity works for that family or works for that individual regard, you know, depending on the age of the child. So having a great um, routine for a little kids, guys, bring up that bedtime. I know it's hard to do, especially for working parents, but the best thing you can do when we're making any kind of major transition, like starting uh, daycare, kindergarten, any first day of school is making bedtime earlier as they're adjusting to that to that um, that new routine, especially for our really little ones that are dropping naps to start school. That's a hit on them. So making bedtime as early as we can um, is great. And and like I said, just preparing, having those conversations uh, is so important. On not just that we have to go to bed, but why we have to go to bed. So great. So we're obviously this is um, you've got tons of information, content, resources for parents. So so tell people what they can find at your website and where else to find you out in the big world. Yeah. So we have amazing, uh, you know, free articles and free resources on our website, goodnightsleepsite.com. I'm always active over on Instagram at GN Sleep Site. Um, I also have a podcast called This Girl Loves Sleep. Um, available anywhere where you can download podcasts. And yeah, we'd love to connect with you guys. You can book a 15 minute discovery call, complimentary discovery call where you can connect with myself or one of my consultants um, and we can chat further then. And if you're an HR person, bring this beautiful woman and her team into your office place. Yes. Your employee. I, I literally <laughs> had a client who um, uh, was uh, got in a motor vehicle accident with a child in a car seat mm-hmm. and it, it, it had no, nothing to do with drinking and driving. It absolutely was an overworked lawyer who fell asleep at the wheel on the way home, picking their kid up from daycare. And uh, scary. Terrible, yeah, terrible for the kid, terrible for the father. And uh, yeah, we... Need we did see sleep. an increase in that over the pandemic. I have to say that more we are virtual um, lunch and learns really uh, grew because more and more businesses were really putting an importance on uh, sleep health for their employees. And when surveying them on what topics do you want, sleep was always one of the number one. So absolutely, we'd be more than happy to put together a corporate um, lunch and learner or masterclass for your for your business. And that's hopefully one of the silver linings from the pandemic that doesn't go away is that we are checking I in hope with, so. with our work teams and making sure that they're healthy, not just at home. Home and work became a little blended. And this is a big, yeah. a big part of being a whole human being, a, like you said, a core pillar. So thank you, Alana, so, so much. Thanks for having me. It was such a blast. Well, and hopefully we'll see you again in person soon now that we're actually like so. out. We're, we're yes, out. yes. <laughs> For sure. We're out. We're socializing. It's all happening again. And if not virtually, I'd love to have you on again. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of more questions that'll come now that we've launched this bit of information to parents. So thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
As you know, it takes a village to make a podcast, so thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.